Hello and welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO. Glad to have you along. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Coming up, Scripture with application to your life today. Our program is graciously underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, Charters and Tours. Reach them on the web at mid-americancoaches.net. Okay, so what about that living water Jesus offered the woman of Samaria, commonly known as the woman at the well? What about it? Did she get the connection to an eternal water that lasts forever? And what application to your life and mine can be found in this living water that Jesus Christ has to offer? Stay tuned and find out. Here's the account from John chapter 4. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And the text says that he had to pass through Samaria. Well, if you look at a map, you can see that Samaria lies right smack in the middle between Judea and Galilee. And so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the field where Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Okay, so Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside that well. And the Bible says it was about the sixth hour. Now, depending on how John reckoned time, it could be noon or it could be 6 a.m. So Jesus just sitting by the well. I guess he didn't have anything with which to draw water. And then a woman from Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone into town to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan? And it says in parentheses, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Listen to Jesus' response. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, I just have to imagine that this woman of Samaria is rather astounded by all this. First, Jesus, a Jew, speaks to her, a Samaritan. That's astounding enough. And then he talks about, well, he talks about having some kind of living water. And she's wondering, does that water come from the well? Where does it come from? So the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? So put yourself in this woman's place. You would be wondering the very same thing. So she said, Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So this Samaritan woman, she doesn't quite get it just yet. She doesn't know what in the world is Jesus talking about when he says a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I mean, she's just interested in saving time and effort regarding her water jug. It's really that simple from her vantage point. So she said, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or 
have to come here to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered him, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, You're right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Okay, so in this conversation so far, you have Jesus giving this woman the gospel first, and now the law. Jesus was obviously leading this woman to an understanding of her sin and her guilt. Well, this woman is taken aback. Who is this guy anyway that knows all about me? And so she says the obvious, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. <laughs> yeah. And now comes a twist in the story. Jesus is witnessing to her about himself as the living water. But now that she sees he seems to know all about her, she changes the subject. Here comes the twist. She says, totally off the subject. Our fathers, namely the Samaritans, worshipped on this mountain, that's Mount Gerizim, but you say in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. So now she's talking about locations of where to worship. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain, namely Mount Gerizim, nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, namely, well, the Samaritans only believed and accepted the first five books of the Bible known as the Pentateuch. Jesus said, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. Indeed, the Messiah himself was from the tribe of Judah. But Jesus told her, the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus is here talking about himself. So the hour really was coming when Jesus would die for the sins of the whole world, and the hour was here for this Samaritan woman to receive Jesus as her Savior. I'll tell you more about it next. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri for a journey to Mark Twain country, or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege. 636 You're listening to Moments of Assurance, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. This is Moments of Assurance Weekend, and we're talking about Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well, the woman of Samaria in John chapter 4, where he leads her to a knowledge of her sin and a knowledge of him as the Messiah. Jesus had just revealed to her that the Messiah 
must come from the tribe of Judah. He's revealing himself to her. And she was frustrated. She doesn't know what to say in return. She simply says, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he'll tell us all things. Now she senses victory over this guy who seems to be a prophet and knows all about her. Aha. But Jesus gets the last word here. He said, I who speak to you am he. Time for chills to go up and down your spine and mine today. What? You mean the Messiah right in front of me? She must have thought. So Jesus had used both law and gospel in John chapter 4 with this woman and revealed himself to her very craftily. Just then, the text says, Jesus' disciples came back. They marveled that he was speaking with a woman, but nobody said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar, went away into the town of Sychar and said to the people, come and see a man who told me all I ever did. Can this be... The Christ? And the Bible says they went out of the town and were coming to him, namely to Jesus. So it looks to me like she witnessed to the townspeople, and they believed they wanted to find out more. It looks to me like this woman became a believer. And the townspeople became so excited that they witnessed, and others witnessed after that. Jesus is the master evangelist. He met this Samaritan woman right where she was at, namely at the well to get water. All he did was add one word, the word living. He simply stated, I can give you living water. Well, that perked up her curiosity, all right. And Jesus led her from there to her sin and to him when he said, I who speak to you am he. How about you this blessed morning? Are you taking advantage of every opportunity to connect others with Jesus Christ in your life? Sometimes simply by using just one word, like living water, you know, it gets people's curiosity up a little bit. What are you talking about? Story is told about a Sunday school teacher who told about a session in which she had been talking about the gospel with her class. She told the children, look, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you'll have everlasting life. You'll go to heaven. And a little girl in the class thought about that for a while. And finally, she said to her teacher, I do believe that. But teacher, if that's so, why don't I just die right now and go right to heaven? Why am I here? Why are you where you are today? You are there so that the living water of Jesus might well up in your life as you make contact with the Holy Word of God and his precious sacraments. As you do that precious, eternal refreshment will spill on over into the lives of others and their brothers and their mothers, and they in turn will pass on the message. You know, excuses don't cut it. To say, I can't tell somebody about Jesus because I'm not educated enough or I don't have the skills, that's no excuse. Get into the Word of God. The Holy Spirit works and will convince you, yes, of your sin, but also of the remedy. Christ, the one who gives you and me with eternal life. As you become more and more convinced about this throughout your life, you're going to want to tell 
others. Oh, may it not be said of you and me what Wu Ting Fang said of Christians in America. She said, I met Christian missionaries in China and became impressed by their religion. When my country sent me as its ambassador to America, I made up my mind to become a Christian and join the first Christian congregation that asked me. I've been here three years. No one has asked me. Now I shall not come. That's tragic. Scripture state now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. The hour has come for you and me to transmit the message immediately to others while there is still time. Ask them to your church where they can hear the gospel preached. Tell them about Jesus yourself. There's plenty of that living water to go around. I close with these words from a famous evangelist. When I enter the mansions of heaven and the saved all around me appear, I want to have somebody come up to me and say, it was you who invited me here. It was you who invited me here. Who will come up to you and say that very same thing? You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend. Sure, appreciate uh, you tuning into the broadcast. You can email me, mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org or 314-996-1520. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.